so that lost your savor. How can you be so sad?
That you are in the church, you are not of any use. Then God will say, listen, you are not of any use. Come. Hey! I pray that it will not be our story. Today one of our pastors sent me a message. He said he had a vision. Yes. He had a vision last night. And he was standing at the gate of heaven. And there were a lot of people waiting to make sure that they, they, they strip you before you enter. By the time they are finished with you, you see that you are nothing. He said when they finished with him, he said no. He doesn't think that he would like to even go back to the world. Hey! It's not a simple thing. So, may God not look at us and say we are useful, we are useless so he should just take us. May you be useful in the house of the Lord. Thank you, Father. We bless you tonight. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. Tonight I'm beginning another series entitled Preaching, Teaching, and Healing. Hallelujah. Preaching, teaching, and healing. Matthew 9 and verse 35. The Bible says that, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogue, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. This is the agenda of Jesus. Or that was the agenda of Jesus. And it's still his agenda. Because we are the body of Christ. Jesus is the head and we are the body. So, whatever he wants to do, he's now doing it through his body. Yeah. If you want to eat, your head decides that we want to eat. But it's your hand that takes the food and puts it in your mouth. When you want to bath, your head decides it, but it's your hand and your legs that will walk to the bathroom, your hand will bath you. Am I speaking? So, the head, who is Christ, takes the decision, and the body of Christ are supposed to implement it. That is why we don't want to lose our usefulness. Because what is the use of the hand if it cannot be used to hold things and do things? What is the use of the leg? If it cannot move, it is better that we cut it off. So, we also are supposed to do what Jesus did. And what did Jesus do? The Bible says that he went about all the cities, all the cities, all the suburbs, all the towns, everywhere, in Obuase, everywhere, and the villages, teaching, number one, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease. Wow. Oh, it's a good place to put your hands together. That was the agenda of Jesus. And that is truly the agenda of God. If God ever became a man, and he became a man, what would he do? Is he going to build hospitals? Is he going to make roads? Now, these are possible things that God can do because that is what man is asking for and man is praying for. We need roads. Look at our roads here in Obuase. I mean, if God should come, hey, God, if you come, please come and do the roads for us. Water is another thing. Boreholes, people need water when you go to different places. They need water. When you go to places like Guinea-Bissau, there's no water. There's no electricity. You don't believe it. In this age, 
No electricity in Guinea-Bissau. So, if God should come to the earth, what would he do? Bring light. <laughs> Hospitals. People are dying in different places. These are things we are expecting that if God should come and become a man and come and be the president. These are the things. When the presidents are giving their manifesto and they are giving their campaign promises, what are the things that they mention? One what? One village, one dam. And what else? <laughs> eh? One what? One district, one what? Factory. And then one what? One constituency, one what? One million dollars. Hey! You see, these are the things that man wants to hear. So, if God was to become a man, these are possible things that he too could have done. Could have built a dam. He could have um, built hospitals. One million, one million dollars. All these type of promises. But when God became a man, what did he decide to do? He decided to do these three things because he realized that these are the three things that are important to man. If he knew that hospitals were important to us, I'm telling you, Jesus would have built hospitals. Yeah. If you knew that giving roads, making roads in Jerusalem and roads all over the place was going to be the thing, I'm telling you, Jesus would have done it. If he thought that giving borehole water, drilling boreholes, and bringing electricity, and those days I don't think they had electricity. That's why when Lazarus died, they buried him immediately. No electricity. So there was no fridge, nothing. So if he thought that, and I mean, today we all like electricity, we are happy with it. And I'm sure that Jesus, in heaven, there must be nice things there like that, lights and everything. So he should know that we, we will need electricity. But why didn't he give us electricity when he came? Because that is not what we need. And that is why we need to begin to think correctly in the church. Because sometimes when we come to church, our whole mind is on these type of things. And we lose sight on what is important and what God wants us to do as a church. Oh, I thought you were going to clap your hands. Yeah. And it's sad, today the whole church, everywhere, we have lost our focus, we have lost the vision, and we are following after things. Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2, Paul was speaking to Timothy. He said, Timothy, this work that you are doing, you need to be careful. He said, preach the word. Don't do any other thing. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. He said, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Why did he say that? Verse 3 is the answer. He said, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. They will not like teachings like this that I'm preaching here. They will not like this type of thing. They will like to hear that, hey, you are receiving a car. Hey, one million dollars. Hey. Me you are getting a husband. Aha! You are preaching. What's up? Shemkom. Odi? Odi? Shemkom. Major Shemkom. Yeah. He said they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own last, the things that they like, the things that they want, that is what they will. Keep unto themselves teachers having itchy ears. When your ears are itching, you need some uh, feather to put inside to, 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 uh, <laughs> to stare in there, to put in there whatever to make you happy. So you see your eyes are closing. Uh -huh. That is what people like. You want to hear certain things that will make you make your eye like this. And then. No, but you must hear the word that will make you sit up. You must hear the word that will make you jump up. You must hear the word that will make you preach the word. Say preach. preach. 
They will have itchy ears. Verse 4. He said, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth. And they shall be turned unto fables and unto them. And uh, to lead when we come to check this type of things. And then our person will say, but you don't want to hear the truth. This is the truth. So verse 5, he said that, watch thou in all things. You need to be careful. Because before you realize you are missing it. Watch in all things. Endure afflictions. Because this thing, if you are going to do it, there will be afflictions. Pastor Robert, there will be afflictions. You cannot be saying that, Charlie, I'm tired. I'm leaving. I'm checking out. You are checking out. Where are you going? There's nowhere to go. This is the place to be. This is where God has called you to be. Endure affliction. Stay here. Endure it. It's also part of the word of God. Yeah. I have a message, endure. I can preach that message to you. You'll be happy. Because God, that one too is part of the word of God. Endure. 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 You must endure. Endure afflictions. And he said, do the work of an evangelist. In other words, be preaching the word to people. Tell people about Christ. Hey, spread the gospel. Then make full proof of your ministry. Do a, a thorough job. A thorough job. A thorough job. So, when Jesus came, he came to give us what we need. Not these type of roads and lights and all these type of things. So, these three things, we are going to dwell on them for the next three weeks or so. As the Spirit of the Lord leads us. And tonight, I want to talk about preaching. 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 And I'm going to give you five reasons why we need to preach the word. We need to preach the gospel. Tell somebody, preach the gospel. Tell him, preach the word. Hallelujah. Number one. We must preach the word because that is what God has chosen. God's will. God has not chosen any other thing. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians 1, 18, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But to us which are saved, it is the power of God. Hallelujah. Then he said, verse 19, For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. 20. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? 21 is the verse you're looking for. He said, for after that, in the wisdom of God, God in his wisdom, what did he do? He said that the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God. It pleased God. It pleased God that by the foolishness of preaching, foolishness of preaching, to save them that believe. God has not chosen any other thing to save people. He has not chosen giving people rice to save them. He has not chosen giving them uh, dresses to wear to save them. He has not chosen uh, giving the people food to save them. But he has chosen preaching. It pleased God. 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 Hallelujah. That means that if you want to please God, you must be preaching the gospel. That is what God has chosen. I don't know why you would like to fight against it. Anybody at the sound of my voice, and I want to believe that those of you here, I'm training you to become pastors. That, that's why I preach these messages to you. I don't see you as any other. I see all of you as pastors. If you are a pastor or a pastor in the making, preach the word. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Don't preach any other thing. Preach the gospel. Paul said, 
Galatians 1, 7, 8. He said, if we or any other person comes to preach any other thing apart from the gospel, let him be cursed. He said, there are some who pervert the gospel. But verse 8, he said what? But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you that which we have not preached, let him be accursed. If we, if, and even if an angel came from heaven, even if an angel, I said even if an angel came from heaven and he comes to preach something else apart from Jesus Christ and him crucified, let him be cursed. In other words, we must be careful not to preach any other thing. The temptation to preach other things is so strong. If you are a pastor, the pressure, because when you look at the people, they want to marry. When you look at the people, they are looking for jobs. Their eyes are looking at you, pastor, do something. Do something. Do something, pastor. So you are looking at them and you feel that, no, let me do something else. But I'm looking at my master Jesus. I said, I'm looking at my master Jesus. When he came, yes, there were no hospitals. When he came, yes, people were sick. When he came, yes, there was no water. When he came, there were no boreholes. But what did he do? He came to preach. He came to teach. And he came to heal. Somebody put your hands together for Jesus. Say, I'll preach. Say, I will preach. Kenneth Hagin, when he was growing up, when he got born again, he couldn't talk well, his mouth. So he, he we wanted to say, say, I'll preach. I don't know what he wanted to say, but he said, I preacher, I preacher, I preacher. That was what he used to say. I preacher. Somebody say, I preacher. Say, I preacher. Wow. That means I'm going to be a preacher. I'm going to be a preacher. How many preachers do we have in the house? How many preachers do we have in the house? That is what we are teaching you now. To go out there. As you go there. To preach to people and bring them. For the Jesus Rolling Sunday. You are learning how to preach. We will not teach you any other thing. This is what we are going to teach you. Because this is what Christ did. And that's what you are expected to do. Go and preach. Go and preach. Go and preach. Go and preach. Number two. We must preach the gospel because preaching attacks the root of man's problems. Yes. Preaching the gospel attacks the root of man's problems. What is man's problem? Man's problem basically is sin. Yeah. The world is full of sinners who are going to hell. And no matter good, how good you are, your sins, they are all open and plain before God. And that is why we need the gospel. The reason why people are dying these days is because of sin. Anytime sin comes, James 1.15, 14 says that. Put James 1.14. Look at it. Every man, when he's tempted, he's drawn away of his own lust and is tempted. So, he says, I never say that God is tempting. Try and sit up. Eh? When you do this, you sleep. Try and sit up. If you're feeling sleepy, get up and be shouting. The sleep will go. The devil is a liar. Verse 15, he said, Then when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And when sin is finished, <laughs> Any sin, when it is finished with you, it will lead you to death. And that is a problem of man. We, we, we can't do anything. Our whole body, everything is prone to sin. A child is born. You don't even know who teaches the child to lie. The child will be lying to the mother. Look at the mother's face and, and lie to the mother. Mama, meanwhile, <laughs> the soup is here. Because the thing is ingrained in us. David said, in sin did my mother conceive me. So, we are, it, it's our nature. It's in us. And that is why the whole world, people are dying. Because as soon as sin entered into the world, man was supposed to live forever. As soon as sin entered into the world, and then God said that, 
from today, you, you, you are going to die. Death came in. Because when sin is finished, it brings forth death. So death came into the system. So man was supposed to live forever. Then people started dying. They would die. In fact, the oldest person we saw was Methuselah. 969 years. He to his own was some way. The whole thing that the Bible had to say about Methuselah was that. And he lived 969 years. That's all. Abide. What did you do all the 969 years? Plenty years like that. But anyway, he is the oldest. But you see others dying at 300, this, 500, this, that, that. Then the thing was coming down. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 3, the Bible says that God saw the sin of man. And he said, I will not strive with man forever. He said, if you are going to live now, because if I'm going to watch you to live 500 with this sin that you are living, I can't handle it. So 120 years, 120, that's all your days that you are going to live. But after that, still sin. Sin was in the world. Sin was in the world. So Bible says in Psalm 90, verse 10, it says that now, dear Charlie, I can't take the 120. I, I am going to give you 70. Three score and ten. A score is 20. So three is 60. And ten is 70. So God says that he will give you 70 years. And if by reason of strength, maybe you are blessed or whatever, he will make it 80 for you. That's it. He will make it four score years, which is 80. But really, I cannot stand these things to go on forever. So from living forever, it came down to 900 and something. It came down to 120. Now it's 70. And even the 70 now, look at it. People are dying. 20, 30, 15, 10. People are dying because sin has come in. And when sin is finished, it leads to death. And before we, we, we need to, that is why we need to rise up and preach the gospel before we see many people dying. Oh, I don't know whether I'm talking to somebody here. We need to rise up. Go to the places. There are young people there dying. The other day I was standing there at Kunka, the other place. What's that place called? The, the church that is at that place. Where is that? Joseph, where is that, that church there? What is it called? Not PIWC. Go ye. Go ye. That area. Talking to some young guys. I said, do you have people, friends who have died? They say, a lot. Young boys. A lot of friends. When are we going to talk to them? When are we taking the gospel? When are we going to preach to them? Before they also die. Sin takes over and kills them. That's the root cause of our problems. As soon as the gospel is preached, that thing is dealt with. Somehow, the power of the gospel deals with that thing. That's why you and I must rise up. I don't know why we are so quiet, but Are you there? Decided to go back home. Yeah. Sin. Bible says the wages of sin is death. We can't do anything about it. That's the plan. And the people must hear this thing fast. They must hear it, even. They must hear it on tech campus. They must hear it there. That the wages of sin is death. What they are doing is going to lead to death. They may not know it. The devil makes them feel that it's a nice thing, nice journey they are on. And it's a nice thing. They don't know that death is waiting for them at the end. It's a nice thing. Do it. Remove your dress. Have sex. Fornicate. Drink. All that. But they will never know. They will never know until we tell them. Until we tell them. That's why God has called you and I. We cannot be tired. We, we, we cannot stop preaching the gospel. Can I have a witness for the Lord? We can't even shout. Are you there? May we preach the word. Yeah. When we preach the word, light will come into their lives. 
everybody is working with a death sentence on them. Yeah, death sentence. They are just moving, about to die, not knowing when and what is going to happen to them. But we're going to preach. And that's why at least, Charlie, we are believing if God can give us 3,000 people here. I don't think it's too much to ask God to give us 3,000 people if we need to preach the gospel to them. And that's why we need to do it. Whichever means possible, carnival, whatever, we need to do it. You find people, we say we are going for carnival, and then they run away because we have not understood what God has called us to do. Why has he saved you? To just come and sit down? No. Even you see when we arrived there and we're preaching, some people were just chatting. Chatting because we have not even understood what it means. And sometimes you expect the people who are on their way to becoming pastors to rather be the people who should teach the young ones what to do. But you see, they rather they come to church and they are sitting and chatting and they don't even understand what it means to be saved. Number three. We must preach because preaching the gospel releases the power of God. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. <laughs> oh. Love preaching this message, I tell you. For I am not ashamed. <laughs> I am not ashamed. Are you ashamed of the gospel? Are you ashamed of the gospel? We should not be ashamed of the gospel. If the people can be standing there smoking, they can be standing there kissing and smooching. They can be wearing... Yesterday I saw a lady on TV. She has worn a dress and the dress, they have cut, they have cut the thing. They have cut it. Mommy, where have they cut it? They've cut it to here. So... I mean, virtually her panties were showing. That's the schedule. There's nothing here. It's the leg. Are you getting the picture I'm talking about? Here, there was nothing covering it. It was the leg, the raw leg. And the skirt is cut from here. So it covers this leg alone. But this leg is... And she herself, as she was moving, she could see that. And so she was walking like that. What is that? But if the world is not ashamed to be dressing that way, they are not ashamed to do these things, we will know Christ and we will know the way. We must not be ashamed to preach the gospel. Oh, I don't know whether I'm speaking to somebody here. I need a witness for the Lord. I need somebody who is standing and saying, Pastor, preach. I believe what you are saying is the word. I'm not ashamed. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Is that because it is the power. <laughs> it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. To the Jew first and to the Greek. Anybody who believes the gospel is the power of God. Not just the gospel, but the preaching of the gospel. He said it. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God. When we preach it, power is released. And that's why the Bible says in, in, in Psalm 107 verse 19, we always read 20. But 19 before 20. Psalm 107 verse 19. Look at it. It said, then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distresses. How did he save them? Verse 20. He says that he sent his word. He sent his word. He sent his word. He sent his word. There is power in the word. When we speak it, it has a way of releasing the people from the camp of the devil. It has a way of making them stop the prostitution, stop smoking, stop drinking, stop uh, arm robbery, and they follow us to church. We must preach the gospel. I said we must preach the gospel. Can I hear somebody give me an amen? We must preach. We must preach. We must stop doing the things that are unnecessary. 
and we must preach the gospel. Joseph, we need to take the whole of Kunka, take all these areas. Preach, 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 preach. Somebody say, I preacher. You must be a preacher. Preach. Let's preach to the people. Let's, let's just preach. That is all God is expecting of us. Matthew 24, 14. He said, and this gospel shall be preached as a witness to every nation. God is expecting that we will preach this gospel. That means that there's a particular gospel that must be preached. Not just any gospel. This gospel. So, what, what, what gospel are you preaching? We cannot be preaching any other thing. We just need to say it as it is. And come Sunday, we need to direct the people to Jesus. We need to tell them there is salvation in no other name but the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody put your hands together for Jesus. There is salvation in no other name except the name of Jesus. The police have tried, but they have not been able to stop armed robbery. It is not the police who can stop it. There day I was watching this thing with my wife and somebody had killed somebody somewhere. I think it was a movie. And they had camera. A very wild, remote area in America. There was a camera there. They could see the person who killed the person. In that remote area. I said, hey. So my wife was saying that it looks like these people, they have invested in this thing. That's why they are fighting the crime. But you and I know that. In, in spite of all these investments, in, fact, in spite of all these cameras and things, the criminal activities in America and all these places is still on the ascendancy. It's very high. Because the thing that stops people from stealing, the thing that stops people from doing prostitution is not the cameras and the things, but it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Am I talking to somebody here? I pray that the church will come to this realization that when it comes to the preaching of the word, that should be priority. Nothing else should be more important. If we say we are going for outreach, everybody must be involved. Somehow you don't know what it is. But you know Satan knows it. So he will bring up things to make you not even come for the outreach. But we must be able to go out there and preach. We must be able to have outreaches. You should go to the zones. When you are going, how many people come with you? When you are going for outreach? About ten. I saw innocent with some people the other day. How many people were there? About five people. A whole lot of people. But you see, just a few people. But that's what it is. And that's why the few who are also faithful, the remnant who are faithful, we must rise up and preach. If nobody will do it, let's do it. If nobody will do it on our board, say, let's do it. Including ladies, ladies. Because I believe that in these end times, women are going to be very strong in the doing of the work of God. Yeah. Try not to let pregnancy, marriage, these type of things to stop you. They are all part of life. Let's, let's flow with it. Let's flow with it. Let's flow with it. And preach. You cannot be giving birth your whole life. At a point, you just need to stop and say, listen, let, let's, let's do the work. <laughs> let's do the work. One day I preached at the service. When I finished, a young man came to me. He said, Pastor, I want to confess I'm an armed robber. I'm an armed robber. I want to stop. I want to stop. It's only the gospel that will stop the people. A young girl who is lying there, 20 men sleep with her in a day. You wonder, what can stop this girl from doing such a thing? Only the gospel of Jesus. I said, only the gospel of Jesus. Only the gospel of Jesus. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. To the Jew, to the Greek, to the Obwazinian, to any other person. 
the gospel works. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hey! If you can see me standing here preaching, you can see that the gospel works. Yeah. What will make somebody like these guys who are standing here, Michael Tumani and all these Jonathans and Eric Jalali, these guys, and with his uh, so-trained haircut, I mean, he will be chasing the girls and the girls will be chasing him all over the place. All these people, Pastor David and all these people are in the church. Eh? They would applaud the ladies. Look at all these nice ladies in the church. They would have been standing by the roadside wearing that type of skirt. The car is passing, he cannot pass because the lady is standing there like this. Cause they what? Accidents. But you are here. It can only be the gospel of Jesus Christ. It can only be the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! We are going to preach. We will preach. Oh, we will preach. We will preach till our last breath. We will preach till we are tired. Even on the last day of our day, we'll be preaching. We'll preach the gospel. We'll preach the word of God. Preach! I preacher. Say, I preacher. Say, I preacher. Number four. We must preach because preaching of the gospel is the only thing that gives hope. Mm. It is the only thing that gives hope. There is nothing that brings hope. Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. Thank you, Lord Jesus. To whom God made known what is the richest of the glory of this mystery among us and among the Gentiles. Which is that word? Christ in you. <laughs> not, not money in you. Not a house in you. Not a ticket abroad in you. Not new clothes in you. Not, not, not having great things in you, but Christ in you is the hope of glory. Hallelujah! I tell you, it's only Christ in a person that gives hope. Look at the situation that we find ourselves in in Obuase. People who put their hope in AGA and these type of things, their hopes were crushed. Their hopes were dashed. Yeah. People who have hope in the government. Oh, let NDC go. Let MPP come. Let MPP go. Let NDC come. When they come, you can see that, no, I cannot put my hope in these people. They themselves, they are thinking about themselves. They have no plans for you. So, people have lost hope in the government. They have lost hope in the currency. They have lost hope in everything. Financial institutions that people thought that they would put their money in and they would get the money back. Now, those ones who are breaking down. See, people now can't even trust any of these things again. <laughs> so, people don't have hope again. The only hope we have the only hope for the world today the only hope for the world today is Jesus I said it's Jesus oh that is why I will not preach any other thing I will preach Jesus I will not talk about any other thing I will talk about Jesus because Jesus is the only hope for the world what is the hope for that young man Walking out there in the streets. What is the hope for that girl who couldn't finish school? Walking around. What is the hope? Jesus. Jesus is the only hope for the world. That is why we cannot keep it to ourselves. I can't keep it to myself. I gotta go out and tell somebody. Can't keep it to myself. You need to tell somebody. 
they got to know. Jesus is the only hope for the world. There's no other hope anywhere. No other hope anywhere. Except in Jesus. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. And a lot of people, their hearts are sick. Oh yeah. When you talk to people, you can see they are are disappointed. They are sad. Things are not working the way they expect them to. Yeah. But when you find Jesus, you will find everything. That songwriter says, Tell me what Yesu, I mean, what I didn't mean. I say, Yesu, Bomia, I didn't mean. Tell me what Yesu, me what I didn't mean. I say, Yesu, Bomia, I didn't mean. Paul said, Philippians 3 3, he said, For we are the circumcision, that is who we are. He said, we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and we rejoice not in our money, not in our shoes, not in our cars, but we rejoice in Christ Jesus. And we have no confidence in the flesh. I said, no confidence in the flesh. No confidence in the flesh. Our confidence is in Jesus. He's the only hope for the world today. The only hope. And number five, we need to preach because preaching is the only thing that saves lives. A person's life cannot be saved by any other thing but only by preaching. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 21, he said, For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. For it pleased God that by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And throughout the scriptures you can see that God has not used any other thing to save people. But he has used preaching to save lives. One day when people gathered in front of Jesus... I'm sure they were, the Bible says that they had come expecting signs and wonders because they had seen him doing signs and wonders. They saw him multiply bread and all that. So they had come again. They are coming to eat bread. The Bible says that Jesus looked at them and he answered. Matthew 12, 39. Hey. But he answered because when people gather, the temptation to say something else will be <laughs> very high. But what do you preach at such a time? But Jesus answered and he said to them, An evil and adulterous generation. Adulterous. In other words, you, you like Uboha now, Boha. That's the kind of generation we have. They are here, then they go here. They are here, they go here. They can't stay at one place. They seek after a sign. He said, today, we are not going to give you any sign. I don't have any income I'm going to share for you. He said, what I'm going to give to you is the sign of the prophet Jonah. That is what I have for you. And if you know Jonah, Jonah was, was a wild preacher. I mean, I, I don't know anybody else who could preach for a whole country to be saved. But you can see the power in preaching. That the thing that can save the whole country, the whole of Obwase, the whole of this region, is not going to be we giving them borehole, giving them electricity, giving them water, giving them education, giving them schools. It will be the preaching of the gospel. Am I preaching to somebody here? That is what will save them. And the earlier we started understanding this, the better. Because I tell you, we need to start quickly. Time is running out. Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. And the world is going to come to an end. 
you and I need to rise up. I don't know what I'm talking to somebody here. Am I talking to somebody here? Am I stirring up your heart here tonight? May you rise up and preach the gospel. May you rise up like a Jonah. I feel the spirit of Jonah is coming upon the church once again. The spirit of Jonah is coming upon us to preach the word, to touch lives, to touch nations, to touch countries. Oh, today, may the spirit of Jonah come upon you. May the spirit of Jonah come upon you. That is what God is giving to us in these end times, wherever you are. I want you to lift up your voice and pray for the spirit of Jonah. Pray for the spirit of Jonah in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. 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 May the spirit of Jonah, may the spirit of Jonah come upon the church. It's the spirit of preaching. It's the spirit of preaching. He said, I don't have any other sign. The sign I have for you is the sign of Jonah. Lift up your voice and pray today. Tell the Lord, I want to be a preacher. I want to be a preacher of the gospel. I want to tell people about Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I preacher. 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 God has chosen the foolishness of preaching, the foolishness of preaching. Lord, that is what you have chosen. May I walk by the foolishness of preaching. May I walk by the foolishness of the preaching of the gospel. In the name of Jesus, it may look foolish to the world, but to you, it is the power unto salvation. Let the spirit of Jonah come upon the church. Let the spirit of Jonah come upon the church. Let the spirit of Jonah come upon the church. May we go to our Nineveh. 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 Wherever you have called us as a church, Father, may we go. May we go. There we go, there we go, there we go, there we go. Everybody rise up and preach the gospel. We are not going anywhere. You step to Jonah. You called Jonah a second time. When he didn't go, you called him a second time. Jonah, go, preach. Do that which I beat thee. Which I beat thee. Which I beat thee. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Jonah chapter 3, the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. When the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, what did he say to Jonah? Did he say that go and build houses, go and do whatever? He said, rise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and do what? Preach unto them the preaching. Preach unto them the preaching. Preach unto them the preaching. Jonah, don't go anywhere else. Just preach the preaching that I bid you. That is all I want you to do. Lift your hands. Ask God for mercy. Where we have gone wrong and we have gone the other way like Jonah, may we come back on track and preach the preaching. Preach unto them the preaching. 
preach the preaching. Lord, have mercy. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy on us, Lord. For going the other way. For doing other things, Lord. Forgive us. Father, we are coming back. We are coming back to the right way. We are coming back to the right way. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. We are coming back. 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 Oh, have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we confess that we have wandered far from your purpose and plans. Willingly walked in the wrong direction. We disobeyed your command. Father, forgive us. Spirit, come lead us back to the way, back to the truth, back to the foot of the cross. Oh, show us the ancient path, oh, and lead us along eternal highways. We want to walk in the footsteps of Jesus. We want to enter your rest. Oh, show us the ancient path. Oh, lead us along eternal highways. We want to walk in the footsteps of Jesus, we want to enter your rest. You see, the church even doesn't know such a song. Lord, we confess that we have wandered far from your purpose and plans. Oh, and willingly walk in the wrong direction we disobeyed your commands oh father forgive us spirit come lead us back to the way oh back to the truth oh back to the foot of the cross oh Show us the ancient path. Oh, lead us along eternal highways. We want to walk in the ways of Jesus. We want to enter your rest. How many want to enter the rest of the Lord? Oh, show us the ancient path. Oh, and lead us along eternal highways. We want to walk in the footsteps of Jesus. We want to enter your rest. Hallelujah. Get that song. We need to learn it and sing it. Father, lift up your hands. Father, we want to thank you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Make us into preachers. Preachers of the gospel. Lord, I pray for each and every one, Lord. Let the spirit of Jonah rest upon us. May we say like Paul, woe is me if I preach not the gospel. May we preach the gospel wherever we are, in the taxi, in the trotro, wherever. May we be preachers of the gospel. Forgive us, Lord. We have wandered from your purpose and your plans. But Lord, show us the ancient path. Thank you for showing us the ancient path. We are walking in the footsteps of Jesus, in the ways of Jesus. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.